You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. It's lovely to have you with us. My name is Jordan Lowe. <laughs> I'm Cliff Barnes. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I am speaking for myself. What else would we be doing? It's Friday night, podcast night. I wouldn't be listening to a podcast, but oh. I would sure be recording one. <laughs> yeah. We could make that a thing, podcast night in America. Hey, listeners, let us know. When is a good day to release these? What day would you prefer? Early in the week? When it's like, you, oh, there's a long slog ahead. Wait, Kapow, release an episode. Hooray, Monday saved. Or would you prefer later in the week? Like, yeah, let's kick this weekend off right. We got some Kapow to listen to. Or do you not care whatsoever and just listen to it when you listen to it? Or do you want to pay a dollar? And subscribe to the Patreon and get it a day before the day we release it. Because that's how we've been putting them out. <laughs> Are you telling me early access is a perk for patrons? I think it's in the, uh, I want to be a Jesse tier. I think it's the $1 tier. You can get the audio. But it, I, the next, what is the next one? Kapow's $5. You can get the audio Kapow's. and the video. Yeah. Yeah. When you get a Pretty t-shirt. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> they don't exist. It's a myth. I've seen them. <laughs> I've seen them. This guy comes over to my house to play Dragon Age every once in a while. He's wearing one. He must have made it himself. He fashioned it to himself. <laughs> this is not true. He bought it at your store. Mm. Uh, speaking of my store, it's been quite a week around the old shop. I saw a picture of some mannequins. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get a new neighbor. That's mm. been publicly released. It's pretty exciting. Jimmy Avocado, food, local food truck. That's tacos, taco truck. They're they're having more of a permanent base in Marietta. They they normally take the truck around Parkersburg and Vienna, but uh, they're going to have a permanent space there for pickup and delivery and stuff like that. It's going to be right next door. So the next time. Maybe the next time you buy comics, you'll uh, you pick up a taco as well. How about that? It's like a front for something. <laughs> Jimmy Avocados. Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, that sounds like what it's a front for. <laughs> hey, Polly Walnuts and Jimmy Avocados are over here. Yeah. Off the back of a truck. Yeah, you can find some, come to our comic store. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for Jimmy Avocados. Go, go on in. Leave your weapons up front. <laughs> Leave, leave your weapons with the mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that episode of Boba Fett when uh, he had to leave his weapons with the droid. We'll yeah, leave, we're leave not your, there yet. Hold yeah, on. Leave your guns with the with the mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it is just it's not been a great couple weeks. It's been freezing cold. We've had more snow than I can remember. Ugh. A couple. Yeah day after day snow and it won't melt it won't go away it won't warm up 
And then this weekend, my refrigerator decided to die on me. Let's mm. put it out in the snow. So I had to get a new refrigerator. So one of the perks of being a renter is I can just call someone to deal with it. So that's yeah. nice. So that finally I'm getting something for the thousands and thousands of dollars I've thrown down a hole that I <laughs> for many, many years as a renter. So uh, this happened a couple years ago. My fridge stopped working. Oh. And I called the landlord. They sent a guy. And basically something, like, they just kind of defrosted it. And something had gotten gunked up in the coils or whatever. And I felt like a real idiot. It's like, oh, it didn't require any sort of expertise to fix. It's just like... Oh, Un unplug it okay. and plug it back in. Basically. That's <laughs> basically the equivalent, the refrigerator equivalent that he did. So this time, my refrigerator dies. Well, the, the freezer stopped. You made sure it was broke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the freezer stopped working. But, like, the fridge was still staying cold. Which, the first time it happened, the opposite happened. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so I'm like, why, why is the freezer not staying cold enough? So, oh, well, figure it out. So this time, I defrosted it. Right. Proactive. I looked up YouTube videos, you know, how to troubleshoot, what's wrong with your fridge? Like I was I'm doing my due diligence. Like I'm going to figure this out myself. <laughs> and it's not me. Called the landlord. They sent somebody out. They came in uh, Tuesday morning before I went to work. She got them right out there. And I could hear them. I was in the next room and I could hear them. Why is it doing that? Shouldn't it be going? Why is it going up? It should be going down. Like they were having all kinds of trouble. So they could do nothing for it. It was kaput. Like, oh, okay, they were totally in there like, did somebody already unplug this and plug it back in? <laughs> I, somebody's done our whole playbook. <laughs> so, yeah, Tuesday I learned my fridge is, is completely dead. But yeah, I had taken... Jimmy Avocado's got a hold of it. Right. Took it a out cement block. Yeah. And... <laughs> Sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> so yeah, I had already gotten a, a cooler... I'm like, I don't oh, have so any, my, because my, because my, my freezer died. I'm like, I don't have any way to make ice. Oh, wait, there's a foot of snow outside. Yeah. I, I went out and shoveled snow, shoveled snow into my cooler. So for like three nights, every night and every morning, I had to go out and get, you know, like little house on the prairie. I had to go with a bucket and get snow from my yard. Great job, half pint. <laughs> so yeah, I've got, I've got food thawing slowly on my kitchen floor in a cooler. But like the refrigerator, it still felt a little bit cool to the touch. So I think some air was getting in. So I hadn't emptied the fridge. The, the freezer was empty, but the fridge was still full of stuff. So I go to work Wednesday, and my landlord calls. And she said, uh, I got somebody who can deliver the fridge. Can you be there this afternoon? I'm like, I'm at work right now. Um, and she was. She had told me, she's like, now you know... I don't know if you know this, but apparently it's really hard to find appliances right now. I guess, you know, supply chain issues. Yeah. I guess it's, it's getting harder. Yeah. I don't, I haven't bought a major appliance in a while. I don't know. Yeah. But she found somebody who had the exact right dimensions and was bringing a truck from McConnellsville or somewhere into Marietta this afternoon. So if you don't get it right now, who knows when we'll be able to get it. All right, well, I'll figure something out. I can put a sign on the door or whatever. They'll, they'll be there after three. All right, so 
I realized my friend Jeremy, who has covered at the shop yeah. for me in a while, he works nights. So like, well, if he's not asleep, maybe he can come in and cover for me. So I got Jeremy to come in. Uh, I ran home. They said they'd be there after three o'clock. So I got there about ten to three. I I grab a I grab a, a Tupperware tote and throw everything from my refrigerator into it. Clean out the refrigerator. I take all of my Kapow magnets off the fridge. Oh I my gosh! Can't lose the magnets. Should have got there earlier. I, I move everything out of the way because I know the door they're going to have to take it out of. And I sat there and waited and waited and waited. And it that was sounds like, right. Yeah, it was mm. about 4.30. Yeah. I get the call. Yeah, we'll be there in about 20 minutes. It's like, yeah. oh, awesome. It's like, it's going to be dark by the time we get here. So anyway, they got here, got the fridge in. They had to take the refrigerator door off my old one to get it out the door. And then they had, they had to take my house door off its hinges to get the new one in. So every take door off truck. <laughs> I, once they got outside, I didn't look. They, it was their problem. That, that house was built around that refrigerator. It must have been because it it was all every door A was like the exact dimension of the refrigerator. <laughs> so yeah, I it was a it was a fun uh, moment to get that done, which leads to why today was such a shock. When I get notice from FedEx saying they tried to deliver a package to me yesterday at 2.03 p.m., and they left it at my door, <laughs> which at 2, a, at 2 p.m., I was staying there looking out the window waiting on Jeremy to get there because I was in a hurry to get home and get this refrigerator figured out. So I know for a fact I was, st- I was in the shop with the open sign on, and they said they tried to deliver a package, and I think they were fibbing. <laughs> No mm. such package even arrived. I think Jimmy Avocado's got himself some comic yeah. books. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I thought. Like, okay, maybe you know, I went to the bathroom for two minutes and like that, there was one moment the truck could have put up. I wouldn't have seen it. But then Jeremy came in 10 minutes later. He would have tripped over the box if there was actually a box. So it would have taken a thief. It would have taken Cracker Jack timing for a thief to know it would get there at 2.03 p.m. in the short amount of time. Yeah, I just I can't the logic the logic. I hate FedEx. I hate them. Yeah, you had a you had yeah, a yeah last FedEx. week. Uh, I was waiting on the package. It was in uh, laying in bed. Woke up, you know, had worked midnights. Got up, so it was like noon. Ah, well, it's off for delivery. So I go uh, check again at one at twelve fifty. It was left on my porch. It said. I walk out, look out the window, nothing on my porch. Go out, stand on my porch, look around, there's nothing on my porch. But they left it in my garage on top of a car. Is so there no, did is you there check? no box to check that? They can't, there's no other <laughs> Apparently little pilot thing. They can't like, check, left it like, on the car. You can't just walk up to the porch, you freaking lazy. I, I They're the worst. They are the worst. They're the worst. And I yep. called them, and there's nothing they would do about it. There was nothing I couldn't do. Then I was like, "Well, thanks for nothing." Mm-hmm. Well, I went to the website, like to you know, place a claim on a lost package mm-hmm. or whatever, and it was—I swear—it was five pages of, you know, entering all the information from the shipper, entering all the information from who received the package. I was like, "You have all this information." I click a tracking number and it shows me where it came from and every stop along yeah. the way. Why do I have to type out who shipped it, who received it, 
it's it was ridiculous. I'm like that feels like a a barrier, to, like to keep people from uh, just oh well, don't even bother. Is, yeah. yeah, no one wants to fill out five pages of paperwork. <laughs> they, so that's exactly the, what it is. It's I called all, the eight hundred number. I'm like I'm gonna yell at somebody. And I just got a robot. And it was like we will start a claim. Thank you. And then they hung up on me that I couldn't even explain what happened. So like just not great. That's like they they caught everybody constantly tries to put up these blockades i used to be able to like cancel subscriptions on my amazon app if i subscribe to some channel for a month or whatever but now it's like no you got to go to the website they they want you to not go do something yeah so like, that'll be extra effort so yeah if the slightest amount of effort causes you to, to not mm-hmm. do it it's, it's a victim yep well this has been old man yells at cloud day right. so but I don't got? have new comic books to sell next week, but I do have nice cold chicken Ooh. in my fridge. So this is a brand, brand new refrigerator? Yes. Wow. But nice. so, so the next week or so is going to be me nervously eating stuff that thought out. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, okay, garlic bread's probably okay. It thawed out for a week. It can probably refreeze about right. What about this chicken? It got to room temperature. Let's, let's roll the dice. <laughs> So, oh, that's yeah, a fun killed, game. If I'm felled by some weird disease in the next week, you'll know what happens. <laughs> Does this smell like food poisoning? <laughs> <laughs> Am I feeling lucky? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that game. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> All right. We have got plenty of TV to talk about. The TV never stops, and neither do we. <laughs> You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! Pretzels are making me thirsty. Picture it. Sicily, 1939. Who's talking about Willis? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Good afternoon, everybody. Who wants to start with first? If we're starting with complaining... We did. We complained an awful lot about Book of Boba Fett. So, yeah. Are we going to keep the complain train on the tracks, or are you guys <laughs> you like this lesson? Let's find out. <laughs> well, there's two episodes. Yeah. So to talk yeah. About. So we can make it a little both. Yeah. No, I, I, um, hmm. I, I, I didn't have as much complaining to do about, about this show 
as some people online and and uh people putting content yeah. out you um you know i'm fine with it i'm still like we said i'm still gonna watch it i recognize it's not uh the best thing they've done but uh yeah that's where we left off uh he's gonna boba fett is gonna go find his his ship he's gotta take that back in a in a flashback to and yeah. uh um I think that's how the episode started was just like him scouting out. He's on the Bantha and yeah. uh combing through the desert and uh We ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh he's scouting it out, uh looking for a ship at Jabba's palace. Uh there's a bunch of like I don't know, weak way and Nictu and Baradas and I don't know what else out there uh kind of roaming around so he decides He's going to come, he better come back and try some other time. And, uh, I, I mean, that, that was kind of the whole episode was just Boba gets his, his ship back. And, um, yeah, I was excited and to see kills Slave. everyone on his yeah. bad side. Yeah. I was, I was excited to see Slave One. And, and yeah, that whole, the whole sequence where he chases down the biker gang yeah. and blasts them with Slave One was like, that was pretty epic. Like he, him coming behind them and just taking them all out. The ang- the angle that was shot at and everything. I loved it. I I loved that. Yeah, that was the. Um, I think most of uh, the expectation for the show was going to be that type of show. Just yeah, him yeah. mowing down people. Mowing not not just mowing down people, but you know, like it definitely the first thing I thought was. Uh, of Anakin killing all those uh, sand people in, in Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and then you know, it's just like that was awesome. And then uh, I also was thinking, I like that it, even um, what's her name, Finnick, had said, I don't think they're the ones that <laughs> did that killed those uh, Tuscan Raiders. But he's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and kill all of them anyway. Right. I was like, okay, well, I, I like that. Yeah. I, when, as the scene started, I thought, oh, he's going to go round them up, ask questions, or do something. Yeah. like, oh, no, he's just going to kill them all. That's he's, better. There's no point to it. It's just revenge. I like that. So they, they yeah. mosey on over to the Sarlacc <laughs> pit and uh, because Why? it's all flashback. So he's going to, he's still looking for his armor. Why? Why is he looking for his yeah. armor? So does he he doesn't why, remember what he being he knows he crawled he out of yeah. that freaking hole in his armor. Well, he apparently wasn't, he wasn't cliff, he claw, crawled out of that hole. I know he did in but his he... arm. And I'm just sitting there like, "What are you doing?" I know you're missing your armor, but you were wearing it when you left that hole. We needed a reason to go back there and drop a sonic bomb you, on that you damn needed thing. A, you needed a better reason. <laughs> I, you Just go back and blow the thing up because it almost killed you. That would have been a good reason. Because I like that scene. Yeah. Even though even though it was like, you're, you know, they, they kind of said, you know, I think it's dead or whatever, and, you know, give a reason why they're stupidly hovering above it like that where it can grab them. <laughs> but it's like, it was still an awesome scene. I loved, I liked the blowing it up and all that stuff, but it was why they were even there made no sense. Small complaint. 
But yeah, the that that's the the sound effect used that was from the prequels mm. and uh when that was used in Mandalorian last season as well, wasn't it? One of those one of those bombs. Yeah. Oh think. yeah. The, well oh, it was yeah. used in the um in Star Tours. Uh, uh, the ride. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean there's the uh, Did Captain Rex throw out one of those bombs? No. Uh it was after Captain Rex when C three PO it was in, they redid the rides, put C three PO in as the uh, as the new captain and there's a scene where we're basically fighting Boba Fett and he drops a sonic bomb uh, and takes off and then R2 blasts the sonic bomb out of the way and it explodes. Yeah. Mm. Same sound. <laughs> Say goodbye, rebel spy. Sonic bomb! That at least it's one of those like I liked the line, but it was also a little cheesy of the, the whole "Don't touch my buttons." Mm-hmm. You know, she uses she she saves the day, you know, pressing the button. He's like, "Don't touch my buttons." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was that episode was fine. It was it had it was better than the previous one. And then we well, it we also get, had the I oh. think probably the 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 quieter scene was probably important. That line, you can only get so far without a tribe, mm-hmm. which feels to me like the whole thesis of the show, you know, Boba Fett that we've always known is the lone wolf, you know, the right. bounty hunter who works alone and, and gets his man. And now it's him learning, you know, his time with the Tuscans, he's learned what a tribe can do for you. So that feels like what's the rest of the show is going to be him putting this team together and having a thing. So, yeah, you can only get so far without a tribe. Feels like right. what, you know Boba Fett's new mantra, <laughs> his new age, new age Fett. <laughs> well, a couple things. Well, at least one big thing. At this point, before I'd seen the next episode, I was wondering because they kept mentioning, and he keeps having these flashbacks to um, Camino and the water. You know, and he at one point he says, "Oh, uh, I was raised among water" or something like that. And then they keep mentioning that Tatooine was also once covered in water. The Dune Sea, you, you know, was an actual sea. And I, at this point, I was wondering, like, is the point of this show going to be, like, the big thing is going to be Boba Fett finds a way to bring water back to the planet? Is that a possibility? Like, uh, this is... Because they keep dropping these little hints, and I keep, you know, ride the Rancor... Um, Tatooine was once covered in water. Uh, all these little things, I I feel like they're there for a reason. But yeah, he's gonna get old Stephen Root, the the water seller guy. Right. There's only two episodes left, I think. Um, if he solves water for Tatooine in the last two episodes, <laughs> that's gonna be pretty. That's a pretty epic. big thing. That's gonna be really weird. And throw it would their their whole economy would impl- like they have a sand based economy. They couldn't just I want automatically yeah. switch to he hadn't even taken thing. over the whole crime trade yet. <laughs> <laughs> and before we we can't skip this episode without mentioning there was a Thundercat involved. Yeah. Oh yeah. I missed it. Uh, <laughs> we had a cameo time. from someone none of us knew. Yeah, his name is Thundercat. He played the uh, the mod guy that that. 
does all the alterations on on Finnick and and yeah, did we know that she? I'm assuming not that she was had mm-hmm. these parts. We knew this yeah, they this whole time. That at some point, yeah. Uh, I don't season remember two ever the, seeing that. No. In season one of the Mandalorian is when um, Mando, remember Mando and uh, that that kid on the speeder bike fight her and kill and we think kill her, but at the end we see uh Boba Fett's boot coming yeah. Okay, remember that. Okay. <laughs> In season two So he had his so you're telling me something. Yeah, what what when did we see the stuff? That's In all In season about. two, when we see Finnick is back. You look like you've just seen a ghost. You were dead. She was left for dead on the sands of Tatooine. As was I. But fate sometimes steps in to rescue the wretched. In my case, Boba Fett was that fate. But yeah, I remember seeing it in season mm. two, Mando. And now they have, even after, you know, Mando shot her and everything, they don't have I think she needs that. a few flashbacks to she get does. us up to speed. Yeah, definitely. So, anything else in this episode? Big? Uh, I didn't like... The chasing the stuff around the kitchen, whatever, oh, yeah. making but making Boba Fett look like a fool. Like <laughs> that to me felt like the the droids have always been sort of the the comic relief. I like the, I don't mind that. It that was little just, like rat catcher droid. I was like, yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> I, I I mean, I like some of the some, there. It's a fine line. I thought that it was too silly. It was more like watching the Muppets there for a little right. bit. <laughs> It felt it's like Boba Fett and the Muppets is a weird show. <laughs> if he was guest starring on the Muppet show, yeah, that would have been a skit. Um, yeah. I thought it felt a lot more pre or uh, yeah, prequel than it did original tri- trilogy. Was all you know? Mm. They did a lot of that stuff in the prequels. There's always seemed to be a restaurant or a kitchen or droids doing dumb stuff. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, they they all they're all wearing aprons and like, yeah. yeah. Right, so. so then we get to episode five. Bryce Dallas Howard is back as the director. Thank God. And you guys, you guys were chatting this up in the chat before I had a chance to see it. So I was hyped. I was like, all right, now we're getting into something. And this one didn't really do it for me. I, I wish I had the script in front of me because it's I it's too quotable. It is the most things <laughs> I. Every line I wish I had memorized. So yeah. come at us, bro. No, yeah. I just feel like good. No, I, I didn't dislike it, but I was like, mm. oh, we're we're getting You thought it was filler. The show's didn't finally you? gonna pop. Uh, what? You thought it was filler. It was a filler episode. Because I heard somebody no. else criticize it that way. No, it just to me was this was this was really heavy on the, the whole Mandalorian continuity. It and says Return of the Mandalorian. Yeah, two-thirds of fans here tonight love that stuff. You've watched all the cartoons. You've watched, you know all this history of the Darksaber and all this stuff. And one-third of the audience has no idea. We're just watching a fun <laughs> Disney Plus show. That's not true, though, because there's a lot. Uh, they gave us a lot of that history in the Mandalorian. Yeah, but like I didn't Bo-Katan, care. Bo-Katan, not, I didn't want, care not wanting to... Guys. Not he not wanting her him to give her the dark saber because she wanted to win it and all this stuff you know it's like we knew we got that from there too. All I know, you don't like the Mandalorian. 
I love the Mandalorian, but I don't care about the lore and the the backstory and all of that. Mm. Yeah. It's literally the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I I had also been in a really bad mood the beginning of this week. I mean, like terrible. Like I just I didn't want I didn't want anything to do with anybody. And Wednesday came along, and I was like, well. I guess I'll watch the new episode and I put that thing on and I tell you what, within like two minutes, ah, my mood changed and I was like, Oh, this is, this is what I needed. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad. Like that's great yeah. that, you know, the show pays Let's go off through for the you in that way. But it does, it's the two things that I'm not, the two things that star rubs me the wrong way with star Wars is heavy continuity where everything's tied to everything else for a thousand mm. years and the nostalgia. Look, it's Beggar's Canyon. There's a Womp Rat. Woohoo! Like, that stuff that we all like, but can just be so... They can just... It's such a crutch, too. And this show, it that it was those two things for the whole hour. So, as fun... Yeah, I love Mandalorian. I love Mando is back. And we got a fun little extension from the last season while tying into Boba Fett. That's all cool. But yeah, this wasn't like this wasn't some like to me like you're like oh this episode is the, the standout of the season and yeah Boba Fett's a, a, a back on track now it just didn't feel that way. To me. All right, let's go through the episode here. So okay. it starts out here. He comes in. He's gonna. He's tracking. He's on a hunt. He's yeah. got a bounty and he he's got that guy and I like how he like shows the thing thing. He's like that's that doesn't even look like me. <laughs> yeah, he's he's and, in a some sort of butcher meat packing. Yeah, it's a plant. butcher shop or whatever yeah. meat packing. It's a Jimmy Avocado. Which it always gets me that the when you look when you see the concept art after these shows, I'm like why didn't you do the concept art? Like mm. concept art is like freaking tauntauns or something hanging there. It's like why does it just look like hunks of meat? You know, yeah. come on, yeah, you know, do the do the cool stuff. But the but then he's like I like he. Uh, well, he, he, he goes say? up to I the can guy. take you out. Yeah. He says, yeah, I can, I can, take you I can out bring warm you in warm or, or I can bring you in cold. And I mean, it's like this meat packing place. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, he said the line. He said the line. <laughs> and then, uh, I like, so he gets the dark saber. I mean, it's literally like, this is Mandalorian to the max. You know, everybody wants to, you know, everybody but people that like boba fett all their lives this yeah. is what they wanted this is in the, this is why we don't get that boba fett now because they've already done this hmm. and this guy's not only is he going around with a jet pack and stuff he's got he's got a dark saber now and he's whips that out doesn't know how to use it real well but cuts well, himself um, i think some of us had questions you know immediately we, we we realized pretty quickly this is not this is an episode of the mandalorian this is not an episode of right. the book of Boba Fett. So I think a lot of people had a question of, does he still have it? Is he carrying it around? Is he using it? What, you know, what's he, what is Mando going to be from here on out? Did he give it to Bo-Katan? What, you know, what happened? They need so, some time. Well, it's a great idea to put this in the middle of this season because it will effectively make time pass hmm. before his next season. If we, if we just waited till the next Mandalorian season, then they have to do this. Then right. now, more now, time has passed to this, and time will pass after it, and and they'll be they'll be able to 
make it seem like it's been a long time since he's seen baby Yoda when it has. Right. You know? I also so, still, I'm still hanging on to that. I really think the book of Boba Fett was supposed to be season three of the Mandalorian. I don't think yeah, they, this, yeah, this, this is, they're definitely, it's all together. I, you know, it, they could, if, if they never went back to Boba Fett, yeah, you know, they could get away with it. They, they could have said they could have done anything. They're, they're proving they can do whatever the hell they want. So, so he's, you know, he's swinging that blade and he said, you know, obviously he's not very good at it. He hurts himself, which is probably the most realistic thing in, that's ever happened in Star Wars. Uh, fries his leg, injures himself, and then um, gets the guy's head, you know, to mm. go collect the bounty on it. And we find out he's just trying to figure out where other Mandalorians have run off to that he knew. So they're on that cool. What do you call that? city yeah. planet it's not a planet it it's it's like a giant it's, it's like a ring it's a manufactured yeah. world is what it right. is they, they've created this ring world that gets a shit it has shade the ring itself shades itself from the star that's yeah. you know it's something what, we haven't seen in star is. wars before is what it was. i feel like there was one in some in something maybe was it a video this game? is a different one no okay it, i'll i'll think about it but but, but this isn't this isn't the one they showed before. This is another one, but well, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. So he goes he, there and like gets the gets the you know turns on the bounty. Yeah. Right. And has to ride the elevator. I mean, I, I like the th- things that you know, they try to do these things that are make them real world. It's like, yeah, get on the elevator with somebody, you know, <laughs> you don't know who they are. They look right. at you funny. Well, I got a cut on your leg, buddy, but I'm not saying anything about it. You know? <laughs> it's just like, oh, Mandalorians are just like us. <laughs> Except he has a giant spear and a dark saber. So yeah, he finds the uh, he follows the uh, the little arrows, the hidden arrows. Finds the armor and uh, the big Mando that saved him, um, that John Favreau yeah. played in uh, in season one, and uh, they're all that's left. After the Empire took out the rest of their, what are they? Are they? What do they call them? Is it a covert? Or I don't a co- know. I don't know. Anyways, I, admit, but I know yourself. They're the only three left. Yep, they're the. Oh, it's uh, shoot, it almost came to me. Ah, uh, because she says later that there's only two of them now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, go on. But so, uh, he shows them he has the dark saber. They talk about it, the history of it. Give us some. If you didn't know information, um, where it came from, um, the history of it. And we find out that the big dude, his, uh, ancestor was the, was the only Mando Jedi. And he, you know, he was the one that, that built the sword and he challenges him, challenges the Mandalorian for it. And they have a little fight and uh yeah because somebody has to you know you have, you have to, to win it in battle win it to have it and, and like mandalorian hasn't really won it mm-hmm. you know it so it's kind of given them both a chance to actually win it and they fight but what was he ends up winning not even using it he uses right. vibro blade mm-hmm. and 
which doesn't that that seems like that's going to happen again. Like when, like maybe this is maybe maybe mark this down <laughs> because I you know just when you watch enough stuff you feel like you're gonna see it again you know foreshadowing things but like someday he's mm. gonna fight for somebody's gonna challenge him for this thing again yeah and I I feel like he's gonna win it he's gonna lose the thing to win the the battle like I he's gonna thought... like they he's gonna end up giving up this dark sword to mm-hmm. ultimately win the you know whatever he really needs to win you know well, it's i thought it was the whole beginning and him using the dark saber was just a lot of it was just meant to show that he doesn't he's not any good at using it yeah. it's you know he's fighting against it she even says later on you're fighting against it you're not you know whatever um it's you know every time he swings it it gets heavier it's like swinging a sledgehammer and uh i just thought the whole sequence was a lot of it was just to show that he's n- he's not really he's not trained he, he's he, gonna he, need yeah, trained he does, he's he needs trained and much like in rebels with sabine when she had it she had a jedi yep. that showed her how to use it so, so i feel like be we're headed right ahsoka yeah Ahsoka is going to train him, I'm sure. And well, you know, I'd be, it would be crazy for them to bring Luke, Luke, you know, Luke mm-hmm. back to train him, you know. But don't forget that poster they released before the show started of Grogu and Luke and the Kyber crystals. Don't forget that because I feel like that's important somewhere down the road. I'm sure I, there's a chance. I just can't. After all the hubbub of bringing Luke back, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I don't can't see them pressing into that even though he's supposed to be there with them and all this stuff it's like i I just am i feel like ahsoka is going to be the one to show him how to use the dark saber it's gonna be a lot easier because we know she has her show coming too so anyways so anyway but then then eventually it in this first 30 minutes of the show to resolve that he went he wins but then all of a sudden it's like well you won, but did you take did the you trash re- out? <laughs> did you uh, clean your room? Did you take your have you ever taken your mask off? That's it. That's a it. little We're, bit of like, two of us what, yeah. Why was that then or not? Like, did they did they did she know the answer and was just trying to get at? I it felt like was, it, yeah. It, it felt it to me like she thought he they they're we're playing on him winning that thing from Mando and, and walking out of there, you know, we're, we're in charge of this stuff. You know, it's like now you want it or you've got it. And we, you know, it was just felt like revenge or just petty. Well, okay. Also, well, actually what it really is, if you were to me Mm -hmm. is the whole time, this it's a religion. There's Mandalorian's religion. And it's a perfect example of how, you could be grow up like grow up Catholic and be like, yeah, but you know, I still believe in these other things and you don't have to be the strict thing where you still wear the doily on your head when you go, but you know, yeah, the women have to do this or these, these strict rules that don't make any sense. And now the Mandalorian's going to have to, what is his freaking name? Din or Din something Jaren. like that. I hate calling him. Yeah. 
it, Den's going to have to be like, okay, I am, I, he's tried to be strict with himself and follow, you know, the way, but now he's going to have to choose for himself what things are important to him in this religion and what are not. Yeah. These and, are, and that this sect right. is not going to be for him. They are, he was brought up in death watch. They are yeah. death watch. They are house Vizsla. They were on the moon of Concordia when, when the empire turned Mandalore to glass and that's how they were saved. And of course they say, well, we were saved because we followed the religion. Yeah. Uh, well, they were exiled because they were, they were fanatics. So right. that's, yeah, that, that has he, a lot to do with I it. Get, that's what it, that's where it kind of threw me, I guess, when every time we've seen this armorer woman, she's helped, she's helped him. She's always been like, cool up till now. And then right now it's like, we don't want you anymore. So yeah, exactly, what, what was the, was I mean, it just what a reflection, what a reflection of life. It's like, <laughs> these people were cool up till now and all of a sudden they don't like vaccines and shit. Yeah. <laughs> But but that they're just fanatics, like you said, and and he's re- realizing that and that maybe these things aren't as important to him, maybe. Or he could go totally the other way. What they say that the only way you could, yes, re- you could you could redeem yourself going to whatever planet and the waters of something. And water, the waters of Mandalore. Going to get the waters flowing. Yeah, the waters of Mandalore. Yeah, and, and it's like. <laughs> Could that happen? Yeah, there's like a two percent chance of him. Well, that I mean, that could yeah. go happen, and he could realize after trying that or something. But I feel like ultimately he's going to realize that he's just not going to be an extremist. Yeah, I I do too because they've already number one, they did the same exchange when he fought that dude mm. the first time we saw him. Remember when he comes into their in their little hideaway yeah and gets into a knife fight with the same dude basically and Uh it it ends and she says have you ever done this have you ever removed your mask and they both go no and this is the way this is the way and it's settled Uh that happened in season one Uh well so in a way yes uh, like i saw some other people say that was just really weird why would they do that but i was like well they did already set it up like this has happened before too, so don't forget that. But yes, I also agree that they're the on the extreme religious zealot sect of Death Watch. Um, that's what they're doing too. So, however, but yeah, maybe I've maybe they're setting him up. Maybe he will try to go back to Mandalore, and they because they she knows he'll go back to Mandalore, and maybe it's not as bad as. As mm. you know, we've been led to believe at this point, and he goes down to the waters, and you know, yeah, whatever. Who knows? But they, but, but that definitely was what it was. They were finally exposed as yes, as fanatics, and and he's realizing that that's may not be for me. So, but I like we, I like the thing that started it of the uh, she's he walks in with the spear. Oh yeah, like we totally like, forgot the spear. Like that's not what Beskar's for. Beskar is for armor. Like I, I like that idea. Mm. Yeah. And what they they gave? Did they give that to him? Like, who? Where did he get no. the spear? He got the spear. Mm. That one lady had it that Ahsoka fought in the Japanese oh, yeah, yeah, village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Japanese. But they let him keep it or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, they took Ahsoka it and make it. it 
Yeah, they they take it and break it down, and it's obviously you see like the chain mail dropping. Mm-hmm. So it's they're making baby Yoda armor, and that's the craziest, most awesome thing ever. Oh, Bill the Bear is already cranking out stuff for whatever oh this is going to look like. We're going to have accessories for our baby Yoda. So, so and it's in a was, little bindle. It's in a cute I'll little just bindle. Say, I mean, when it here. got to that point, that was a whole nother <laughs> thing. I was I just about died when I saw that. <laughs> So we go. So then we get to the last fifteen minutes of the show, and he go goes. He's got to go fly there. Commercial, you know, commercially, yeah, like the Pikes <laughs> did, mm-hmm. just like just like we uh, saw the Pikes do earlier. And he goes there, and he has to turn in that, all his I, weapons. I adore that. Of like, the galaxy is not all rebel fighters and right. and stormtroopers. Like there are people existing in this galaxy, and they don't have to do. Th- they have jobs. They have to get places. And I gotta, love when these shows brush up against that. And like you see actual, actual real life. They got to the ride elevators. They got to go through TSA and turn all their weapons in. There's going to be weird green rooting kids that wave at sometimes you. Sometimes there's a you. cute kid on the plane. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I love it. It reminds you of your baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I've had a green kid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. I mean, everything about this episode was great. So then he go, they go, he gets there, and Halloween. they're uh, he's gonna go center pick. of the galaxy. He needed a replacement for the Razor Crest, and they're like, it's like I, he's like I have this nice freaking. What would you equate the Razor Crest to? Let's go with. I, I always thought it looked let, like an RV. Okay, it's so I have, this here's an RV. Sleep. This whole time yeah. he's been walking around patting that thing. Don't be getting too attached to it because I'm gonna be taking it with us when we leave her in a month. Right. Yeah, exactly. it had his all his clothes. It had his stuff, everything, hidden compartments, everything. He's like, it's I'm gonna a need a replacement toilet. Yeah, I'm gonna need a replacement for that. So she's like, I got, I got the perfect replacement, <laughs> Kawasaki Ninja. <laughs> Yeah, he had places like if he had a if he has a bounty, he had a place to put them yeah. like you know a chair mm-hmm. and a and a handcuffs and yeah. He had a, a carbon freezing thing in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. He so, could load them yeah, up. She totally does not come up with a replacement for that. Which again feels like nostalgia over story. Yeah. Of like well, here's a cool ship we recognize. Yeah, we spend ten minutes fixing up. A N1 Naboo fighter, starfighter. Um, that it's you know, it's got a lot of engine and a little bit of ass in it, and which it uh, looks like you know, yeah, it's a starfighter, but it definitely gave you the pod racer vibe right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. When you see it, you're just like, oh man, remember the pod racers rumbling there yeah. and all the different sound effects they'd made for those. They fig they do the whole that I mean they really take their time doing the whole soup it up build it scene, you know. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a, a quick montage like no. we got the whole thing. Yeah. So a lot and of people it, went crazy it, it over that breathing. little droid from the video game that that she had. Yeah. So and uh yeah, you always got the pit droids and stuff. But she was great. Like she had so many good lines. Had a lot of good tech lines, you know, just saying mm. things. Then talking about dating a Jawa and how they're furry. Now we know. 
Yep. And and uh, just like, just so really, you should just. I would love to have all those lines written down because she just tons of great quotes. And then you know it's done. He's gonna try it out. You know, wasn't really what was he was looking for. Can't quite get it running at first, and then <laughs> you know, just gotta lay into it. <laughs> flies, you know, she he flies around, finds out how fast it is, and takes it. Yeah, like you said, takes it down exactly the shot from the you know pod racer, and then get Baker's Canyon where you know Luke used to shoot womp rats and in his T sixteen cruising through there. It's like I yeah, I mean I did not feel like what you're saying, Jordan. Like there was that in it and I liked it and I fell for it and loved it, but I did not feel like the whole episode was that. Like I liked that those little touches. I don't want constant, oh I recognize that, I recognize that. But I I did like that and just seeing those same shots. But then take it takes it up. Let's just see what this circle do up here. Gets pulled over by the X-Wing guys. <laughs> oh, good. And it just taking off on them and stuff. All, all that was yeah. just fun stuff. Someday the X-Wings might get them. Yeah. <laughs> the Beggars Canyon might get them, but the X-Wings never will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the best the best thing you recognize, you know, just the whole idea of when it dawns on you, first off, we have to go back to what you were saying, where he's sitting on the plane, he recognizes the kid, and he sees the green kid, thinks of his own green kid, looks at his little bindle wrapped of Baby Yoda, and it is tied, looks exactly like <laughs> Baby Yoda's head. And I'm like, man, just slather it on thick, guys. <laughs> and then, but yeah, back back to this, this ship, you know, where the spot that all these ships have to put your droid he doesn't need a droid. Mm-mm. He needs this little dome. And you know where Baby Ed is going to be riding in that sucker. Oh, he's going to have goggles oh, It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's chain mail. It's going to be amazing. Yep. It's going to be amazing. I was just eating it all up. It was so much better than any freaking Book of Boba Fett episode. Like It was great. Like, I needed that so bad. I was the mm-hmm. same as Cliff. Like, it was just chicken soup for the soul, man. I watched <laughs> that episode and then i watched it again later that day with my son and he thought it was great he was just like oh that was what we needed that's what we've been missing the only improvement i would have made is at the end of that episode i'd have played the freaking mandalorian uh theme (laughs) songs i'd have cracked that sucker up like you know it's funny because when this show started and that the the theme song for this show for boba fett at first i was like yeah, it's, it's no, not bad. It grew on it's me. no it's no Mandalorian theme here, you know. It's it's just it's not. not. But no, it's not. as episode by episode, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of digging yeah, this. I theme. do, <laughs> I do like it. I do like it. But I would have liked in that one spot to do that. Mm. And and I don't know what other people are thinking, but that's as my opinion. That's it. You're not getting any more Mandalorian these yeah. last two episodes. That was your that was your one you know, bottle episode of that Mm -hmm. to make time pass. And we will not see him again until whatever the next season is. And then, you know, which is probably pretty soon, but it's not, you know, it's not, he's not going to show up in these last two episodes. Uh, So yeah, he's probably not going to be one of the hired guns for 
mm-hmm. whatever Boba's doing. Uh, Which that all oh, that reminds me that, that was the other. She said they were they wanted him for. So maybe I'm totally yeah. wrong. Well, yeah. See, I'm wondering like what we were talking about earlier with the Death Watch. You know, the armor and the big dude, and now they've you know basically kicked him out of the club. Mm. I'm like, ooh. Boba Fett is starting his own like crime lord family. Are they gonna team up here and and you know start a um their mm. kind of own Mandalorian house? You know they've got Bo Katan and like her crew, and right. I was just like, "You're right. It could <sighs> he could totally be there because yeah, I totally forgot about him. Her hiring him and him like he's gonna do it for free. You know he yeah. throws the money back. You know." I just feel like they shouldn't have him there. It'll t- yeah. take something away from the next Mandalorian what, season. What do you guys think is going to happen? Like what we've set this up with the dark saber. He's going to get to go see baby Yoda. We know he's being trained by Luke. We know Ahsoka's well, out it's there. It's not time to leave. It's not, it's too soon for baby Yoda to leave with. Yeah. Him. I, yeah, I, I don't agree. think any of this is going to put like, I agree. Yeah, that's, but, that's all sideline till after you know Boba Fett does what he's gonna do. Because my, my I I have a lot of questions. Like, is it possible in this show? Are they gonna throw us for a loop that like he shows up and Luke's gonna be like he's too old for the training. He's too attached <laughs> to the Mandalore. Because they made a point of like she, the armorer said, the Jedi's have no attachment, and he says they're the opposite of of Mandalorians. We need family, we need houses, we need, you know. And I'm like, is he going to show up? And then he's, you know, they teach him how to use the dark saber, and then he says, well, I can't teach this kid. He's too old. He he won't let go. Whatever. Like, there's a lot of possibilities out there for me at this point where we're sitting right now. I'm just like this can go in a lot of different directions. I don't know. I don't know. I, I in the long run, I mean, I think that he's gonna Boba Fett's gonna successfully become this crime lord. He's mm-hmm. going to have, like you said, form this team of whoever. Uh, yeah. Pe- you know, and ultimately, you know, Mando's gonna learn how to use the dark saber, and eventually, he's gonna fight. Bo-Katan for it again, I would yeah. say, and she's probably well, going to get it. We didn't even. That's my wondering. Like, okay, Mando is in Boba Fett's story right now. Like, after this book of Boba Fett run ends, how much is Boba Fett involved in Mando's story? Like, mm-hmm. when this ends, where's Boba going to be? Right. You know, we assume he'll survive. Want... So, is he just going to be on this backwater planet running the crime syndicate? Or is he going to be an integral part of Mandalorian as that show goes? Can on? we even I think call both? Him? Yeah, I think. I, well, I think he's going to be he's going to be doing that. He might be a part of whatever this new Mandalorian clan are. It's clan what we were trying to yeah, think of earlier. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and the, the uh, but I think what I want is when it gets down the Mandalorian road that I want. Morrison playing other people. I want him. I want him to be Rex or something. I don't want to see mm-hmm. him as Boba Fett in there. I want him to be playing other characters. Yeah, I he, want him to be playing clones. He's been asked about it, and he he's he's uh, publicly been all for it. You know, if he gets the chance, if they ask him to play Rex or or Cody or something, 
um, he, he's okay with that, you know? So I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty excited about, about the whole damn thing. The, the, I don't think Tatooine, can we even call it a backwater planet outer rim territory anymore? It seems to be the center of the universe at this point. So, um, you know, is, is Din going to go to visit baby Yoda and, and tell him, tell Luke, like, Hey, back on Tatooine, man, like, you know, shit's getting real. We need somebody to come fight. And, and Luke's like, I was born on, you know, or I was, I was raised on Tatooine. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I just, I'm excited about it. I have no idea. I think we covered that. I forgot to mention the, the one, the one thing I saw a lot of uh, flack online for was the line last episode about Finnick asks, do you have money? Well, you can buy muscle. And he's like, really? It's like, you're a bounty hunter. How does that not cross your mind? You can pay people to work for you. Yeah. Like I saw several yeah. people in line griping about that. But, hey, yeah, they definitely screw up sometimes. With the, yeah. the, the only thing process. We- you can do that. And, and you mean when I crawled out of the hole with my armor, <laughs> it, I didn't throw it back down in there. I can't remember. So yeah, I, I did not dislike the episode. I, I guess my biggest takeaway is you guys should stop hyping me up before I have a chance to watch it. <laughs> I think that's where we should leave off. The only thing we didn't mention that was kind of big was we got a visual um, representation of what happened to Mandalore and how the Empire destroyed it. Which was pretty cool. Very Terminator. T one thousand. Yeah, yeah. Having the bombers and nuking the planet, and then having the uh, the K two droids come with the the probe droids to just wipe everybody out. So, so some mystery uh, solved there. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the other. Uh, I don't know how much time we have left, but the other uh, the other big episode or the other big show um, happening right now that a lot of people are talking about is on HBO Max. We mentioned it before, but Peacemaker, John Cena's peace or uh, John Cena and James Gunn's Peacemaker is uh, is just kind of moving moving right along. I'm really enjoying it. Um, well, I wondered how much you were enjoying it because we have back-to-back episodes where they insulted the Apple Dumpling Gang. I know. And they insulted Riverdale. <laughs> I thought Cliff is not going to stand for this. I thought that the Riverdale insult was pretty funny because the Black Hood's in, in this show. Right, yeah. yeah. The, an actor from Riverdale is <laughs> right there. You're saying it to his I'm face. right here. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, anything like they big? It, they, 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 I like they, they uh, compared themselves the Apple Dumpling Gang as incompetent dinguses. Like that, that's, <laughs> a, that's about right. Anything big you've you've liked about this show or just good? Enough? I like it. I like it. It's. Uh, I even think it's getting better. I but, uh, yeah, the last episode was really good with them finally kind of coming together a little Cause bit. Cause that's this, this, yeah, exactly. The whole team coming together and like, you know, the blonde sitting there kind of just really taking that in, liking that, you know, she's enjoying that they're becoming this team. And it's like, you, you like that feeling of, you know, mm. it's a, I, that's, that's James Gunn's whole jam. It's yeah. like putting a group of misfits together. And I saw a theory. I don't know if you, I want to tell you what, what may 
you can't spoil me on this show. I don't care. I like the show, but I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's people who think Harcourt was infected with a butterfly. That's why she's acting different now after the fight in the warehouse. Hmm. So maybe she has been taken over. That I don't she's know who Harcourt is. She's the blonde girl. The she's blonde started, girl. She was dance like she's never acted that way. Free. Oh. So that's a theory. She I is. Will, um, I don't know what that. Do we know? I I I will say I don't know that I pay a hundred percent attention when I'm watching the show. I may be on my phone some, but I know at one point they were saying that you know whoever that got killed said these butterflies don't do what you think. It's not what you yeah. think. Did we yeah. ever find out what what is what it is? I mean, the the conceit is it's evil alien invasion, which right. I'm sure they're going to put a twist on that somehow. There's something you know that's. Yeah. That's the obvious thing. They're trying to tell us it's not exactly that. I just right. don't know what it was. The actress that plays Hardcourt is James Gunn's girlfriend. That's where she came from. I mean, that's why she's on the show. Um, just I didn't know if we mentioned that before. Today I learned the person who choreographed the opening dance number, they tasked her said, we need a dance number for people who can't dance. Mm-hmm. And apparently the woman who did it is the wife of Alan Tudyk, the yeah. actor. So like she got him to help, like he helped coordinate the dance with her. A lot of nepotism going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah I really like the show, especially. I heard that the mayor in Lower Salem hired the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I don't know people in Lower Salem. <laughs> Yeah, make deals with Jimmy Avocado. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I like the Suicide Squad movie a lot, but not because of Peacemaker. Like yeah. I know that a lot of fans loved him in that, and I mm -hmm. was kind of like rolling my eyes, like this guy. I get it, he's funny, but I was like, how can they do a whole show about this guy? But they're adding layers. We're seeing, you know, his brother died. He's got tragedy in his backstory. How awful his dad is, but he's still got. He's like a little kid trying to please him. He's an awful bully, but he's also really sensitive. And like they're they're adding layers I never <laughs> expected or thought they would bother to do. Yeah. So uh, good, good on him. And Cena's playing it really well too. Oh, We're seeing yeah. all those, all that stuff and the complex, the complex character behind him, <laughs> big like dumb brute. <laughs> yeah, I like how he was bullied too. They kept calling him a bully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's really great. It is really great. It's uh, it just really shows off what James Gunn can do that nobody else can seem to pull off. That people keep trying to do but do not pull it off like this. Like he yeah. has he he is the talent. Those people are doing a great job performing what he is putting out. You know, he's writing an amazing script and you know the magic is there from coming it's obvious that this is the the guardians type thing you know he he does it better than anybody and they're gonna do another one they're gonna do another spinoff oh a spinoff of uh i feel like i heard a rumor that they're gonna do another spinoff of suicide squad and that like of another character i want to say I don't know if they named it or they were just naming names who it would be. I, and uh, I feel like it's going to be that 
rat catcher. I was going to say it's probably the rat catcher. That was the other. I would I would watch that for sure. She yeah. was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because James Gunn, he's only doing the third Guardians movie and the Christmas special, and then he's done with Marvel. He's not doing anymore. So I, I just foresee him sliding on over to DC and, and you know, if they're if they have one brain cell, they'll they'll say, Here, have as much money as you want, do do it all. Um but uh so, but yeah, in much the way uh Kevin Feige has done the, the created the MCU, uh they should think about doing something you know, we everybody's talked it to death. Why aren't you doing? Why isn't DC doing this? Um, here's a guy that has experience. Much in the same mm-hmm. way with the Star Wars stuff. I've I've seen some people say, are Filoni and John Favreau MCUing Star Wars because now everything's connect. Like Jordan was saying, everything's connecting to everything else, and they're putting it all all back together. So. I don't know. Well, it's got some nice uh, pulls from like obscure DC stuff too. Of like, we had reference to Matter Eater Lad, yeah. <laughs> who ate who ate a Wendy's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> and uh, Kite Man mm. that was one of Peacemaker's first big uh, busts. He, he defeated <laughs> Kite Man, who has gained notoriety on the Harley Quinn cartoon. So, yeah, yeah. I I just I think he's he's doing a great job of these. Z-list characters <laughs> more than most DC is able to do with the A-list one. So, right. Yes, James Love Gunn. It. Whatever, whatever you can get him to do, just keep him, keep him going. Okay. Anything else, you guys? Well, I'm sure we've been watching all kinds of stuff, but uh, you know, whatever you want to talk about. I uh, finished this new season of half season of Ozark on Netflix. Yeah, it's a seven-episode drop they did, and they're going to do another seven-episode drop probably sooner than later, and it's all considered season four? Is that season it? four. The re- reason being, they did this with Breaking Bad, too, and I think I want to say maybe Mad Men was like that, too, but the, they do that because if you, do an, if you call it another season, they have to pay everybody more money, mm. and so they just don't want to do that so they're like just break it up make two seasons call it one i think the previous seasons were all 10 episodes so yeah. is this gonna be like an extra long final season or whatever? i guess yeah this is it there'll they'll be seven more here so i i really liked the first season was really invested and the next two didn't quite live up to that for me yeah i feel like it got way complicated it's they a mess in a million twists and turns it's a total mess and then this season i i thought was back to what i wanted from the show i i, I it was more streamlined i liked the family coming together a little more like they, they've been breaking the family apart a lot in these last couple seasons and now they're kind of all on the same the same trajectory of being awful i feel like they're really hating each other like <laughs> oh yeah but like they're all trying not want they're, all, anything to do with they're all working together to not that die. kid is the worst that kid i hate being that guy oh i hate kid like, the, the son know, that's the yeah you know people on these shows always hate the kids on these shows but it's like he is he's just like <laughs> stop it kid it's like yes well he's he's just told that he's he is he is being what kids that age are 
you know, just like, well, I'm just telling the truth. Oh, well, I'll just tell her. It's like everything you're doing. It's not like you're beating the evil person. You're sometime. Yeah. Wendy, is that her name? Yeah. Laura, yeah. Mm. She is the evil person, but Jason Bateman is like, actually has some good motives here and there. Why he doesn't tell everybody everything. And this kid's just putting things out there, especially like, like have you finished it club? Uh, uh, Alicia has, I've watched bits and care. pieces. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, it's not uh, okay. precious to but me. Ju- so. Just like, if you have not finished the, the, these seven episodes, skip ahead a couple minutes, but my nitpick with like, I love, I love that last episode. Julie Garner is amazing. She, when she loses her crap there at the end of that episode, like, I gotta kill me. It's just like, she's so good. It's like, you felt every bit of that emotion. Cause this but, season was especially cruel to her. Oh, like everything just get, like, she's the one you kind of want to root for and to get out of her situation and, and go have a normal life. And like, Life just keeps turning the screw and messing with her. Oh, man, when she said, let's get out of town, Mm. and the kid was like, yeah, yeah, let's do that, I was like, he is so screwed. As soon as he said he wasn't going anymore, I'm like, this is a trope where the person almost makes it out of town and decides to stay, and they get killed. And I I was like, oh, man. And sure enough, and then when that kid she comes in tell me who did this or whatever and the what i don't remember anybody's name anymore i guess jacob or i don't know what the hell the kid's name is which one but the son what's his name oh god i don't know it doesn't matter this the the hacker son or whatever and he's like i'll i'll tell her i'm gonna tell her it's this guy it's like you know that's a stupid thing to do they're not telling her because she's going to go get herself killed. You know, don't, mm-hmm. she's not, nothing's good is going to come of this. So, so, okay. You millennial or gen, gen Z piece of shit. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, cause you're not, you're, you're not solving anything. Yeah. I want to buy his point of view. Cause yeah. Like Wendy did a horrible thing. Yeah. But it's like you're not doing this right. Your your self righteousness is is worse than whatever. Wendy is Wendy doesn't have good good intentions. She's not yeah. not telling her. She's not telling her because she doesn't want her to screw up the plans. But Jason Bateman's not telling her because he doesn't want her to get killed. And it's like you're gonna get her killed, you little dummy. Anyway, it was good. At that last episode, I was like, definitely. Now I want those yeah. other episodes to drop. Because because Julie Garner is great. It should, I hope it leans on her all the way. Now, yeah. what I want to know is how how who survives this. The last seven episodes. Who this walks off? We know there's a. The, we know that they all that the family ends up flipping over in a. Okay, yeah, that's what threw me because all these shows. I never know what's going on the first couple episodes because <laughs> I'm always I I never rewatch the previous seasons like. Yeah. And it threw. So, guys, I've been watching Magnum PI. All right, there's been a bunch of Magnums running, and the shows never used to worry about this. There's an episode where TC got brainwashed to be an assassin, and the next episode they never mention it. They're just all hanging out at the Kamehameha Club. It doesn't matter. 
like shows not, that's what that was the golden age of TV you where you could watch an episode you didn't have to keep track you didn't have to keep a family tree and a scoreboard and a timeline now these shows I feel like if you don't remember the one line in season one that, that tied to that, like I never know what's going on. So this the season starts and the van flips over. I'm like, wait, when did this happen? It's like, oh no, this is like some weird flash forward. Is that what's going on? This is how the season's going to end with a, ba- a van crash. Is that is is that? He's froze. Correct in that. We get a froze. Oh, now he's gone. Oh, I thought he was just <laughs> enthralled by my. <laughs> How long? Uh oh, oh, restarting computer. <laughs> A few minutes later. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Sorry about, sorry about that, boy. You want to talk about a fucking cliffhanger? So I've been watching Mag. Oh, I talked for twenty more minutes. That's good, but I I, I can't wait to find out what Magnum had to do with it. <laughs> Like it was just like what a clip! I was like, no, I don't know what Magnum had to do with anything. Shit, he was gonna tie it all into Ozark. I did <laughs> because you wouldn't answer me. I just kept talking. Mm-hmm. I was like waiting for you to to jump in. I was like, I just kept talking about Magnum. <laughs> you no, I was talking. Be. I ended on the van crashing and asking, uh, saying I didn't remember. I I didn't. When it, when it started, I didn't get. Wait, right, this is a flash right, right. forward. Or, so start, start back up explaining the van crash, dude. Yeah, I, I was curious where that's going to come in. So we know that they'll, you know, crash and. But who's going to survive the whole story? I don't know. Is that escaping the them escaping the whole thing, the story at the end, and then that happens? And are we going to get that kid? Or somebody who in that car is going to be almost dying, and they're and they're not going to save them or something, and be like, "Oh, you're better off dead. I'm just going to crawl out of here and be the only survivor." You know, yeah, it's a weird place of like, you know, an old timey show of the Magnum era. <laughs> yeah, like you, if people do bad, they have to be punished. Now we're in the age of the anti-heroes, yeah. where like they might survive, they might get off, they might you know get away with it. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I I feel like they all should die and pay for their crimes. I want. It was weird this season of like, the only noble character who made the right decision was the FBI agent mm. when she didn't go along with this nonsense, and it like it messed everyone up. And it's like as an audience member, you're like, oh, she screwed it up. She double crossed them. She didn't follow the plan. It's like, no, wait, she was she was right. That was the good guy. Yeah, she did the correct thing. She's literally the only good character. Yeah, in my heart though, it's like, oh, I just the only people I care about are Jason Bateman and Julie Garner, and I want them to ride off in the sunset as like father daughter or what you know. But it won't happen. But I just think she's great in this, and I, I, and I, she won I'll, all the acting like awards. Yeah. I could see her ending the show as the hero, as the the last. Last man's day. But I don't know how she could happily yeah. do anything after the horrors she's been put through. Uh anyway. Yeah. I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to mention. Just um you oh if I if I go only say one more show, 
and I've watched a lot of stuff. <laughs> Euphoria. Nate, can you hear me? Yo, Ruth. Hi, I'm Jules. How do you know Elliot? We met on New Year's. Was it just me or was that super awkward? That was awkward. Got on board a westbound Lex, what's going on with your sister? Being single is really stressing you out. Didn't think before deciding. Hey. Hey. Wait, what? Uh, did my classes this time. Please don't tell I finally feel like it's the first time in my life I'm doing something for myself. Okay, this is it, people. It's fucking showtime. Let's go. Seems it never rains in Southern California. Are you watching it, season two, Cliff? Yeah, we're watching it. Um, I have not watched the last episode, though. Not yet. That's the best one so far. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. It's got a great cold open. <clears throat> and, and and the show's just great. The show is so shot so awesomely. Yeah. It's just beautiful cinematography. It's like... Nine, 90210 on acid, literally. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. It is insanity, but it's so good. It's mm-hmm. really well done. It's it's just like, yeah. I think it's great. It's yeah. not ever a show that I thought I would like, right. and yet, it, yet I love it. Well, Alicia started, um, after, the I think, the first couple episodes, she started watching season one again um, because it had just been so long. And, yeah. uh, so I have watched, went back and watched a few of those episodes too with her, but yeah. Um, the only thing, you know, there is an uncomfortable amount of male of penises. Yes. <laughs> Wait show. till this episode. Oh boy. Yeah. The, it's uh, not like one of those shows where you're like, okay, there was the penis. No, no. It's like, there's another penis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think episode was it episode two was the bathroom scene. And I was just like, Oh, oh yeah. That was a lot of that. I, thanks for bringing that up. I had forgot. <laughs> I was like, no, but, but, but the, the tense tension built yeah. up to that stuff. It's just like, what a great sequence. Mm-hmm. And Sydney Sweeney is like the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> So I'm so glad she's they're focusing on her this season. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it's great. It's great. Super sexy. It's way over the top. It's drugs. And, and it's supposed drugs. to be high school, but these people are all like 30. And mm-hmm. But it's just good. It's really good. And the needle drops are crazy good. Like they blow all this money on. They must spend, have spent a million dollars oh, on just music. the music. Mm-hmm in these first few episodes uh it's just you get a you get a character's past in the cold open of this episode Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's good it's good (laughs) there's penises though (laughs) more than one penis but it's but it's a it's a good cold always are i mean they're oh yeah there's like they're like this penis is here this penis is over here we have to remind you that this is on hbo every three seconds yeah 
<laughs> You're not going to get this anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good show. I don't know how many episodes they're doing this season, but it's a good show. Yeah, I don't know. HBO debuted another comedy. I'm still on the fence on it. I've only seen two episodes. Yeah. Somebody somewhere. One time I drove off the road during this crazy blizzard. You don't even want to know the things I had to do to get through. What did you um take yourself a little cup? Fill up that cup mm. with some wee wee. I gotta drink my wee wee. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Drink my own urine I gotta drink, 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 drink my wee wee. Oh no. I gotta drink it. Drink it. Drink it. I drink it. Now we, we. Oh no. <laughs> I like it. Those episodes. Yeah, I like this one it's, too. It's produced by the Duplass brothers. Who have it done is a lot totally of, that vibe. Uh, yeah, kind of the they're they're known for the low budget mumblecore, quote unquote, yeah. you know, indie kind of movies. I'm a fan. Um, this one stars Bridget Everett, who got started. She's a stand up comedian. And has gone on to, to, to do several acting roles. Um, most notably. Most notably. The mom on Patty Cakes. Patty Cakes. See, that's where I know knew her. That's where she, my opinion of her changed. Because I've seen her. Like, she does the, the roasts. Mm. And she was on Amy Schumer's show. And, like, I've seen some of her stand up. And she's very raunchy and like yeah, I didn't know her just, from any of that. So you it, mentioned it, and then I'm like, maybe I have seen her do that. But. Yeah, but she has a very like she's almost playing a character, like an over sexualized, yeah, like you know, boozy kind of like Ugh. and I just it wasn't for me. I never liked her stand up. And then I saw her in Patty Cakes doing this dramatic role as the mom. I was like, wow, she's actually a really great actress. And then she was in, uh, I mentioned a long time ago that uh, Bobcat Goldthwait had that anthology show that was like a horror comedy show. And she was in one of those as a mermaid and was just really good in that too. So yeah, I, I'm, I like her as a, as an actress a lot. So it, yeah. Patty Cakes is the Patty moral of the story. Yeah. So yeah. go watch Patty and Cakes and, and you'll like to Patty P, Cakes. P and J, P, P and J. <laughs> So her, she plays a uh, uh, aging, you know, middle-aged lady in a very conservative Kansas town, whose sister just passed away. So she's had to kind of come back to this town. I think she's moved into her house and take care of her affairs because she, I, they've, I assume, have hinted. I didn't hint, I guess, but uh, she was she was gay and was kind of on the outs from her family. Yeah. So so her sister was the only one she really help take care of so uh and this first episode is her you know her life's not going well and everything's kind of down in the dumps and her job sucks and she finds this group of outcasts that all kind of you know come together as people who aren't (laughs) of the normal uh in this in this tiny little rural town so it yeah the first episode i thought was super strong it was really emotional i was really on board and then i had a second one didn't do a whole lot for me mm. so i'm i'm still a little bit on the fence to see see where i am on this yeah it's fine i think my, my fine. Re, the real criticism of like she meets this guy who oh we were friend we knew each other in high school and he's like weirdly like a fan of her yeah like she's like 
she she kind of sucks because she forgot they were in the choir together and she didn't even remember him. But he's like, you're the best and I love you. Oh my gosh! And it's like he he needs more agency of like, yeah. why are you fawning all over this person? Well, <laughs> well I can see that though, where you're like, where you're like, somebody was popular in high school, so at the time they felt like a celebrity. Yes, you know, some people in your high school were just like it was like they were a celebrity. They were so popular, and you know, and that's what she 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 was that in the choir. And so he was such a geek that she was talented yeah. and he just yeah. was just like a fan of her, of her as a person. Right. And she felt she didn't give him the time of day. So she was like not a real person to him anyway. And, and so, yeah, because we're seeing it. Yeah. Because yeah. we're seeing it from her point of view, more or less. Like, and he has had that his whole life. Yeah. She's always just been there. So she can, comes back and can be a piece of shit, but mm. she's in his eyes, she's still that star. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it has not, I've had, you know, years after high school, like people come up, near, people come up to you and Cat I'm, Daddy! Like, I'm like, I had, I have no idea who that person was. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's Cat Daddy. <laughs> like, Bob, say hi. No, you can't pull in there. Just drive by and yell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, uh, so, I mean, it didn't seem, I guess, that far-fetched, in a way. So, I don't know. But he's great. I love him in this show, so. I don't know who he is, even in the show, like. No, but I, he's, I the, most the, actor, likable, but, he's yeah. the most likable person on the show, yeah. Uh, Well, last two things I'll say, since we're still going here. Uh, the... um. Gilded Age that started on HBO mm-hmm. is not good. So don't worry about that show. And a, a show dropped today that I watched. Oh, gosh, I have two more things. Oh, my gosh. The After Party on Apple Plus. Yes, I haven't watched Apple it yet, TV but Plus. I saw it today. Well, I won't Plus. spoil anything. I, I'll give you a you're going to find out what it is anyway in the first two minutes. It's at the after party, and uh, uh, there's it's like a high school reunion. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of those, a group, you know, bunch of P- Ike Barinholtz and, uh, you know, whatever the guy's name played Sonic the Hedgehog and like Sam Worthington, not Worthington. I can't remember. I don't know any of these people's names. <laughs> How about that? You have established that, yes. But a bunch of comedic, you know, comic actors in a kind of like whodunit type thing. You get different perspectives each episode of what happened at this party. And it, it's it's good. Oh, they dropped three episodes and it's a uh, I'm I'm entertained. I'm I'm in. I want to see where it goes. And I heard it it you know stays good throughout. Yeah. Um the other thing I want to say that dropped today was Legend of Vox Machina on Prime. And if you don't know what that is, it's Critical Role, uh, the most, the biggest live or you know live play Dungeons and Dragons show that uh, Matt Mercer and all, all you know Lord Bailey and all those voice actors started years ago. They had a home game. They played at their house, played together just like we played Dragon Age, and then they decided let's just do it on Twitch and let people watch us and it became enormously huge. They're all millionaires now from it, but they 
are on campaign three now. They just started a couple months ago. And they ran a Kickstarter last year and said, Let, we're going to make, you know, get, we know people. Let's try to make it at our first campaign that we started this whole thing on five or six years ago. Let's make a cartoon of it. And if we can, and they ran a Kickstarter and these people, the fans funded it and Amazon Prime picked it up. And they dropped the first three episodes today. It, it's great. <laughs> you know, I was really impressed with it. Like they, it feel you being familiar with that group probably helps, but it's just a ragtag. It feels like a D and D campaign it, because it is based on one. It's a fantasy group of heroes mishmashed together where every player brings their own character, but here's what they are, you know, and that, and, thrown together and they're going to try to save the world type thing and but it's it's mature rated you know it's they don't hold back on anything but it's well written this is what this is a well written interpretation of what happened and you know they're doing the voices of their characters but it also has a big cast uh, david Tennant at some point is doing a voice there's a bunch of voice actors and stars doing some of the character voices where originally matt mercer did all those voices of any npc now they've brought in you know actual other voice actors to do them and it's just it's an excellent show if you have any interest in watching a you know good adult animated cartoon fantasy story i would recommend checking out you know watch the first three episodes and see if you're interested and continue or not but i was i thought maybe it was going to be just for me kind of thing when i started watching it and i, and I actually feel like it's going to be a big hit i feel like people are really going to like it uh you mentioned that uh <clears throat> what was that first one gilded age yeah uh I, I christine heard, baranski i'd heard some some people saying some good stuff about it that they really liked it but I, did I didn't not. know what it was, so it's it just it's not the it's, people the people who made Downton Abbey is that what I heard? Yeah, 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 and it's just like it's set in the early 1880s, and it's like the rich people part of town, and you know they're all jealousy of each other, and and there's like you know it's there's some racism going on. It's like we're the rich, and it's got to stay that way, and yada yada, and it's just not very good. Like I was not impressed at all really and i like that kind of stuff i like uh period piece stuff like i like downton abbey this is not that to me it's like a it's like i don't know how it could be by the people that did downton abbey because it has it even has that upstairs downstairs element to it but terribly done like like they they figured it out and then they're not doing it right so I did not like it. I'll I'll probably I might watch another episode or two. Maybe it'll turn around. And maybe the people that said they liked it have seen more episodes than me. They maybe they got mm, more as yeah. a screener, but I didn't like what I didn't like the first episode. It was extremely almost fine. <laughs> All I'm right. Sure, I'm sure we're extremely long, but you just remind me I have another two things I'm gonna zip through. Because kind of timely. Live it up. Uh, you said Ike Barinholtz reminded me. Has it? Have, have any of you checked out American Auto? I watched series? first episode. Not yet, but I'm going I to. Say, I, I said it had 
this was the from the creative superstore and i said i thought it had some promise i gotta say the last two episodes have been terrific okay this show has really won me over uh the last the last episode was uh they're they're gonna open a plant in a small town and they're gonna they go there to like you know the small we're gonna save the small town and create all these jobs and like on the way there they get an offer from a plant in eastern europe who can do it like half the price mm. and they're like what do we do well we have to save this money well and they're there and they're they're giving them flowers like oh thank you so much for saving and like how do we get out of this and it was that awkward right cringe style like oh this is gonna be awful and then the one after that they're they're filming a commercial and they get a uh, blowback online for for representation they don't have any there, there's no there's no minority representation in their advertising so they have to reshoot this commercial and the whole thing the whole episode is them on the set of a commercial arguing do they look gay enough you know he, oh that guy's black but he's really light-skinned is that gonna play are you are they gonna know he's black which shouldn't matter no of course it doesn't matter and it's just them arguing <laughs> the nuances and like well we can't ask them if she's really gay because we can't have a straight person play a gay person and it was just a half hour of just like all these hot button like uh right. nitpicking like nonsense it was like oh it was it was so well done it's just uh, they have that back and forth bickering thing that that's i loved about superstore right they've yeah. already sort of in this first half of a season they've already nailed it and i'm gonna spoil superman and lois go ahead it is good for a cw show there's been this something under this mountain in a cave there's a monster <laughs> there's something yeah they these... really they they pulled the switcheroo didn't they yeah have you been why have you kept i up saw on the it? clip of it yeah okay so something's going on in this cave where there's this weird kryptonite mineral down there something's messing with superman's head and at some point somebody says something like oh it feels like the end of the world like i'll stop all this doomsday talk so they they like set it up so hardcore doomsday is in this cave he's gonna bust out he's gonna take care of the business and then the monster gets out and he's wearing a suit he looks exactly like exactly. the first appearance of doomsday when yeah. he shows up in the comics with like tubes hanging off of him and, a, yeah. and like it looks like a like a uh, like a hazmat suit kind of thing mm -hmm. he fights superman the helmet breaks and who's under the helmet he looks like clark Kent. it's bizarro Oh There's my a bizarro God. in Smallville. Yeah. And then show ends. They they put they put the, the logo up and it's reversed. I was like, oh, this is so cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It and was he good. looked good. Like Bizarro might, you know, be hard to pull off visually, but like it looked he, he looked like you know, he had like scars mm -hmm. all over his face. Like it looked really cool. So yeah. Superman and Lois still Not on HBO also. Uh, what's it on? Because I see it pop up on my screen. It's on the CW. No, I think it is. But I think I, it is I on think, HBO. I think it's on yeah, HBO. Maybe, yeah, probably when the probably when the season ended, they yeah. probably dropped it on HBO. Yeah, I may well I may look at that just to see it. That's pretty cool. I bet I've been tempted to tell you to order that or uh that I'm gonna want that Death of Superman Omni, but I don't know what I haven't decided yet. It looks so pretty. And I remember reading all those issues and being, you know, every, like everybody else, but it just, that, that Omni is so awesome looking. We'll see. 
All right. That was a lot. That was was a lot. lot. But it was a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Fun to talk about. All right. So that's what we've been tuning into. Let us know if we've missed anything you've been watching. You want us to cover anything we haven't talked about? Yeah, Otherwise, what 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 are we missing? That's what we want. Something. Let us know what are we missing out on. I have a few spare minutes in it every day. I could like, squeeze something else into. I mean, we've got Magnum covered. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha, everybody. My name is Jordan Love. I'm Cliff Barnes. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.